And we are live for the 27th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, I'm with G, and I'm with Andrews. Uh, how you doing, fellas? Yeah, about as good as you can be after watching what we just watched. Mm, yep, you know. Um, Irritated. Yeah, let's uh, you know, let's just get it right into it. Um, it was it was a disappointing opening weekend. Let, let's just be blunt. Uh, it was some brutal baseball. I mean, let's let's just like I think I think that's the one word I saw on Twitter. I, I'm gonna put it in the episode, the title of this episode. I mean, that was just some brutal baseball to watch, man. Uh, it was. We're gonna you know recap all the games. We're gonna talk about you know decisions made, how certain guys have looked, but. I mean, let's just because I'm really honestly like I'm at a loss for words. Like, I don't even know what to like say. So, so I'm just going to go like, let's just run through these games. Let's just recap the weekend. Uh, we'll start with opening day. Uh, opening day. It, it was a good day. Tanaka pitched. Looked good. Right. Voight homered. It, it was a good game. Right. The 7-2 victory for the Yanks. Nice win. What, what you're supposed to do against a team like Baltimore. But then, you know, Saturday. Um. You know, James Paxton had his first start as a Yankee Saturday. Pitched well, but didn't get the win. Yankees ended up losing 5-3. Offense decided to wake up in the ninth inning, score two runs, but it wasn't enough. And and then today, um, Sunday, the, the Yankees, it was they were down 4 nothing early. Every time they would score a couple runs, the, the Orioles would just tack on a couple more. There was questionable decisions by Boone. It, it was really it was really just like I said, just some brutal baseball. So, guys, um, which which game was your favorite? The Saturday or Sunday? Which game did you guys enjoy more? I guess for me, I'll, I'll go here. I I thoroughly enjoyed watching Paxton pitch yesterday. Um, I thought he had some really good stuff. He showed a lot of composure on the mound, which we expected from him. Um, and, and if not for a few. You know, dinky little hits that he'd given up, and, and then of course, Boone pushing Holder to a second inning of the ninth. I mean, that, that was a very winnable game. Um, but I thought Paxton looked really good. Um, so that was, I guess, the only positive takeaway from these two losses. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. I think, I mean, games like today just really suck. And like, obviously, because they were losing the whole time, but like. You know, you come out in the first inning and you're already losing three nothing, and you kind of just throw your hands up in the air, like especially after yesterday when they left a bunch of runners on base. Like it just, it just sucks. So I'd say Saturday, but it's not, you know, not a great decision. Well, you know, um, that's just the stat that just obviously just blows my mind. I mean, it really, it shouldn't just, it really shouldn't blow my mind because this is what this team's been. The Yankees this weekend, this is I'm reading this straight from Coley Harvey's Twitter. Yankees went six for twenty nine with runners in scoring <sighs> series. Stranded thirty three base runners in three games. I mean like it's just the same shit from last from last season. Right? The same this team would just get runners on base. They could never like, you know, man not never, but too consistently. They just didn't manufacture guys home unless it was from the home run ball. And you know, I I, I think Michael K said it in like I think when it was when Stanton was up and like today's in the Sunday's game in the eighth inning. He said something about like, you know, it was like he got down 0-2. He said, you know, you don't you don't need it all right here. You know, you, you don't and it's just it's just so obvious watching this team to me. 
like they're all just swinging for the fences. It's like it's the same shit we've been saying for so long, but it's just it was so obvious to me this weekend. There are so many counts where guys like Gary and Stanton and whoever were just getting very hittable pitches, like low nineties fastballs, like in the zone, and they were just whiffing. And it's because all these guys, they're just all so home run happy. And it, it really, it's just such a cliche thing to say. It's such almost like an easy way out. But I mean, it, to me, it was really apparent that like all these guys were just swinging for the fences this weekend. And it shows when you, you see those running, like those numbers with runner, hitting with runners in scoring position, it shows. I, I mean, my, like, look, it was three games. It's, it's, it's not even about the losses there. It's, it's, it's really about like the fact that it was, Almost like that. Those two, those games, Saturday and Sunday, were straight out of 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, watch those games without, like, you know, knowing any, like, what year it was. What, like, you would be like, oh, yeah, that this was still last season, right? This is just a game from last season because, I mean, it was just like just having a guy like Stephen Tarpley in a one run game, just same shit, different year. I mean, it really, it's like I said, I'm going to keep saying this because it's just, I need to reiterate it. I, I don't want to be like this negative, this mad after you know, the first series of the year. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's tough not to. It, it really yeah. to. No, I, I, I totally feel it. And I, I think kind of what you touched on, it's a lot of similarities to the same bullshit we went through last year. You have Boone kind of just jerking around with the bullpen, kind of trying to steal outs. We've used that terminology a lot where he's going to use his, his lower-tier guys in high-leverage situations but situations in which we're losing. I mean, just because we're down by run doesn't dictate, you know, open the floodgates, just bring in whoever we're not going to, I mean, those are winnable games. If you're down five, six runs, sure, bring in your worst reliever. But like last night we were down, uh, excuse me, Saturday, we were down three to one in the ninth inning and he pushed Jonathan Holder a second inning. Why? Why you need to push your guy when you had a day off the day before and it's the second game of the season, why you need to push a guy a second inning with a full bullpen and then he ends up giving up two runs. We get two runs in the bottom of the ninth, which would have tied the game, but we lose by two. And the same thing today with Tarpley. Like, if you need a lefty, was Zach Brighton not available to come in at that moment? Like, I don't understand what the logic is. And, and for me, too, I could just – I'm just seeing over and over again on replay in my head right now the ground outs to third and short and the strikeouts with two men on and with the bases loaded. I mean, I think the worst defenders this weekend were, were Voight outside of his first about an opening day, Andujar – and Stanton, I think those were the three guys who who kind of really gagged the most with men on base in clutch situations. It's just really, really frustrating. And, and I don't—I I just want to turn this over to, to G two and let him weigh on this. But it's really, really frustrating to watch the team make the same mistakes a full year removed. You know, Boone's not a rookie manager anymore, and, and we should have learned from our mistakes last year. And against the worst team in baseball, here we are again. Yeah, it really did feel like this game just felt like an extension, like a game that you would would have seen at the end of the last year. And, um, I mean, you know, it was like all the injuries and, you know, rookie manager and all that stuff. Like, they won 100 games, but they were just so not fun to watch for, like, the entire second half of last year. And this felt basically exactly like one of those games. And also exactly what Andrew said, you know, he like Boone, when he's – you know, he just tries to, like, steal outs. He tries to sneak through an inning. But the thing that's just really aggravating is, like, I mean, obviously you're going to manage your bullpen differently when you're losing, but, like, a one-run game and you bring in Tarpley instead of Zach Britton when Britton was warming up, and then he gives up the home run. And, 
Like, I feel like I just bang my head against the wall because they score runs and then they give them right back. When he brings in, you know, like Canely got out of the inning, but he he loaded the bases. Like, you know, you bring in Tarpley, you bring in Britain, and you don't give up, you know, or don't let them extend the lead. And, you know, like, who knows, right? The one run, one run deficit could have gone away. Like, like the Canelys and all that, you'd get the Adovinos and, you know, like, it's just, Ugh, it's well, look, so Canley, Canley at least deserves credit because, look, he did get out of like his base loaded jam. Even though, you know, he threw, I think, like, what was it, 13 or 14 out of like 20, his first 20 pitches were balls. But, you know, he got out of it, whatever. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys, a lot more guys to rag on than Canley. Like, look, man, Tarpley, like, look, I was glad he made, you know, the team. He, he's, he's a nice pitcher. I think he's going to be a good piece for us, if, you know, in the next few years. But, had a good spring. You know, one he shouldn't be in a one-run game. Like I, I just can't get over how Aaron Boone just does not try to win every game. Like that, if people ask me why one problem with Boone is, that's it right there. He doesn't try to win every game. He always thinking of, oh well, can't use this guy. He's like trying to like, what are you saving this for, man? Like right, this- and, and and part of that is is the fact that we have. Um, either Herman starting tomorrow or we're going to use an opener and then we're going to go to Herman in the second or third inning. So I, I get Boone's thinking like, oh, well, I got to save my top arms because I'm probably needing tomorrow. But like, bro, if you, you, you may find yourself up seven, nothing tomorrow when you need to use your top arms and you wasted the opportunity to use them today in a one run game. Like we don't know. You can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Win the game in front of you today. We have, we have su- like, look, we have such a great bullpen and the rubber match of a three game series. The three guys we bring out of the bullpen are Sessa, Tarpley, and Canely. Like, really? And, you know, and, and even beyond that, if we want to extend, look at Saturday's game. He, I mean, he brought in Adovino to relieve Paxton. Adovino got one batter, retired him, and then he brought in Chad Green, who gave up a run in his inning. Like, was Adovino not able to start the next inning? I get he threw an inning in the third the day before, or excuse me, on opening day, which was two days prior. But, like, he's already in the game. Why not just roll with him the next thing? So he could do four pitches to get that one out. And, you, I, you and know, like, what, why is that? Why, why do they make all these moves? You know Boone didn't want to use Adovino today after throwing a total of four pitches on Saturday. You know? Yeah. You no, know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just like that. So, yeah, Boone, bullpen management. You know, game management for the first series of weekend, solid F. I'd give him, right? <laughs> of course, from last year. Um, Basically, uh, if the Yankees don't make it through like six innings with a lead, then Boone's bullpen management is likely going to be pretty bad. So, <laughs> well, yeah, let's. Uh, there's a lot. Like, I just honestly, I just want to like run through a list of guys to talk about. Like, look, man, I'm just going to say it right now. This whole Brett Gardner is the leadoff thing, leadoff hitter. It's not working. Just not no. working. It, like, look, man, I like Gardner, I really do. But I mean, the guy is the worst hitter in the lineup, and it's not close. He should not be hitting leadoff. Like, you know, I, I get why he's playing right now with Hicks out. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not saying, oh, he should be benched. Like, look, he he deserves to be in the lineup at this point with the health of this team as the, the way it is. But I mean, having him hit leadoff, like there are so many situations today where it's like, you know, like LeMahieu or like who would just like, you know, get on base and like you would just know Gardner's up. I mean, he worked the bases loaded walk, like, you know, good for him. But like during that at bat, it's just like, I know he got to hit the next at bat, but I mean, the dude just has nothing. It's like literally like watching an old fighter 
who just does not have anything left on his punches. It's like it's, he's swinging like a rolled up newspaper. Like it, it just doesn't go anywhere. Like, yeah, how many times do you see those pitches on the outer corner where he fouls off to the the left side? But like you see his like his top hand come off the bat, and you see all like, like his mechanics are just crap. And uh, he's brutal. One, he went one for thirteen in the opening series. Yeah, but you know they're gonna keep him in there because he he got on base twice today. So like, oh, he's showing improvement. So that's that's just validation to keep him leading off the next three games. Yeah, um, just. <laughs> Just really bad, like Gardner this weekend. And like, look, again, like we keep saying, it's only three games. But I mean, look, it, there's one thing of just you know, because like you have to watch. Like you could just look at a box score and see a guy went over four. But if you you know if you didn't watch the game, that guy might have lined out twice and then hit th- two foul bo- like foul homers. He might have been ripping the ball all night, but just got unlucky. Gardner ain't ripping it. Like Gardner is just like not hitting anything for like he's when he's getting out. It's a bad at bat. He's popping mm-hmm. out like a lot of t- you know. I know he's working the count like in a lot of his at bats, but you know, a good amount of these at bats, he's just first or second pitch. It's like a pop out. It's a, it's almost like a did no- he pop out with the bases loaded at one point today? I think we said in our group chat. Like I, I think I threw out right before the bats. I said, "What's Gardner going to do?" And I almost said immediately, "He's going to pop out." And he literally, I mean, he ended up popping out, and someone else may have said that, but it was like the first. Freaking pitch, man! Like it's so predictable at this point. They're so such give up at bats. Like I said, you know, like I said a few minutes ago, you know, guys, it seems like this whole lineup's trying to hit home runs. I mean, guard it's literally it's like Gardner's trying to hit a home. He had that one like decent power year, and now he thinks he's freaking Hercules. Remember uh, a couple years ago when he would just come up in a spot like that? And, you know, he would just slap a single to left center field, and like you know, he would be he would give you a, a grinded out at bat, even if he ended up striking out. Like he wasn't. The pop-ups, I think, are very telling because that means you missed the ball, but you have an uppercut swing. Legitimately, I don't remember that. Like, I just remember him as, like, whatever his most recent form would be, I guess. I just, I don't know. I, like, obviously, I've never been Brett Gardner's biggest fan, but, like, I just don't mm. – I mean, extending beyond these three games, and, you know, he didn't play a lot at the end of last year, but I just don't know what he brings to the lineup anymore because – you know, he didn't hit for a high average the last couple of years. Like, you know, the walks are nice, but, like, it's just really difficult to watch him when he's not, you know, batting in an insignificant part of the lineup. Like, he just – I don't know. I mean, I could go on, but it's just not – like, it's just so difficult to watch him. Um, Stanton, more uh, Yankee got, Yankees this weekend. Stanton, two for eight, but – it, it seemed like it was a lot more. He worked a lot of walks, but there's another guy who just doesn't really look comfortable to play. I think both of his hits were just like base hits. You know, really hasn't like squared anything up yet. And, you know, I think some of us said in the group that Judge didn't look all that comfortable to play this weekend. But, you know, with Judge, like I don't worry too much about Judge. Like I, I, I trust that he's going to figure it out. He still had a nice opening weekend. Um, DJ LeMay, who I think, I think like, you know, not a lot of bright spots this weekend, but a bright spot – in my opinion, for sure, was DJ LeMay. He, he like in the field, he was awesome. At the plate, he you know got, had a nice timely hit Saturday. Some nice hits today, like DJ LeMay. Who, like I said in the uh, preview pod, I think he's going to be that kind of little Yankee catalyst all throughout the year. Looked like that when the first weekend. Um, Greg, remember, remember after the first game? Greg Bird was just like you know, all Yankee Twitter was already done with Greg Bird because he struck out three times. He didn't have a good weekend either. Big surprise. 
I mean, he walked twice and scored twice today. <laughs> I mean, you know, Andrew, he did. You're right. But he still, he's, he's in 143, in, though. Yeah, I was about to say, he still went 0 for 3. So he didn't play Saturday. I mean, Brett Gardner is hitting 077, so he's not the lowest on the team. Oh, God. I mean, the team, you know, averages up and down the lineup aren't looking great anyway, but I mean. Um, somebody else that we could talk about and. You know, coming off of, like like we said, you know, coming off that hot 2018, Gary Sanchez to start 2019, not good. And look, the one thing that's like least concerning about Gary in terms of like defensively is his arm, right? He's a great arm mm-hmm. and bounced three throws to second this weekend. Two were on steals, both went to the outfield, right? And then I think he like tried to snap, like you know, snap throw down a second and one of them, and he bounced that throw too didn't cost him but like the, the dude legitimately just can't even reach second base right now i mean you, you just get it, it just pisses you off so much as a fan because like you, you look at gary and like when you come out in the 2019 season and you're you those those are your throws you're just throwing into the outfield it's like dude what, what did you work on anything in spring trip like what what were you doing all off season right we could we could say that as a general statement. Like this might just be me wanting to complain since they lost two games to the Orioles. But like, I feel like you could ask like, what do they do in spring training? Because I just feel like they just try and get through spring training without getting hurt, and they come and out that worked that went out really well, right? Someone <laughs> like like you know like they're in the starting gate. Someone tied their shoelaces together and they just go to run and fall on their face for the first two weeks. <laughs> like like. You know, they made errors in multiple of these games. Like, they're striking out. Like, it's just super aggravating. And then, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you could be like, yeah, what are they doing in spring training? Because they don't seem ready to play. Again, that could right. be a complete right. reaction. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it doesn't matter who they played and who they lost to. A loss is a loss in my mind. Like, you can hype it up and be like, well – you should have won against a team that you should beat. Uh, I mean, they could just easily go ahead and sweep the Red Sox at one point this year, um, and, and the wins would, would even out. Like, I mean, I, every game you worry about playing the best you can, not who is on the other side of the field. Um, but you look at stuff like the errors they made, Gary's throws into center field on pickoffs, giving up way too many home runs. I, like Stuff like that is – is really concerning, and, and and that makes you wonder. Like, don't you work on this stuff in spring training? I mean, the home runs. I mean, that's that's a whole other issue. You yeah. make a bad pitch, it gets crushed. Fine, exactly. but like clean defense, mm-hmm. throwing down to second base for pickoffs, hitting with with runners in the scoring position. Not even that. I, I know I had mentioned it earlier on the on the podcast here that how many times do we see guys ground out and strike out with two or three on uh, the past two days. I don't think there was. There's been one sack fly since Andrew R hit that almost grand slam on opening day. They went for one run. That like you, they haven't even been able to put the ball in the air. That and there there may be a lot of switch situations where there was two outs and it doesn't even matter. But like the inability to just get a productive out, even you don't even have to get a hit, just get a productive out to drive in a run. It's at the point where the Yankees are so bad with the bases loaded. I wouldn't even be mad. Like let's say let I'm gonna just paint the picture. Let's say tomorrow's game, bases loaded, one out. I wouldn't even be mad if someone bunted and got in a run. Like I, I'm not even lying. I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, cool, because like we're we're like the worst team of all time with the bases loaded. I've never seen anything like it. 
Like every time we get, I mean, okay. To be, to be fair, Ju- Gardner did get a base loaded walk today, and then Judge got the two run single. But I mean, it, I mean, in the first few games we ha- we had the bases. I'm almost positive we had the bases loaded in all three of those games this weekend. At least, and I think in one of them we had the bases loaded multiple times. And we, we've had the bases loaded multiple times in all three games. Yeah, like, yeah, you could be right about that. But my point is, we just the runs just don't come. It's like we might get one. You know, it's just like look, they're trading thirty three base runners in three games. Like, and they just think they scored what fifteen runs? Yeah, fifteen runs. Like, when you when you go six for twenty nine with runners in scoring position and still score fifteen runs in three games, like. That that's just and you lose the two games you lose are both by two runs. It's almost it's almost like in basketball losing a game by one or two and you shot you were like awful from the free throw line. It's the same thing. Like look, you do simple things in baseball. If you do what you're supposed to do, like getting guys in with less than two outs, you win games. But the Yankees clearly just don't know how to do it. Do that. Right. Well, that that begs the question. I mean, what do you think is worse? Do you, do you look at 33 men left on base in three games and say, well, eventually the timely hits will come? Uh, they'll get lucky. Maybe some guy will make a mistake. We'll get a couple big home runs or timely hits. Or do you look at it and say, this is a, this is a huge issue and, and almost compare it to like, would you, would you rather go out there and just get dominated? Like what, what, what's the worst, worst situation? Leaving men on, this many men on base, this many games in a row or having an ACE just mow through you. Like, I, I don't even yeah, know. No, I, I agree. No, but like, Here's my thing. Like, this is a team, but it, re- it really has to. It comes to a point where you say to yourself, like, you kind of look at the hitting coach and you're like, what? dude, these guys have no approach. Cause, mm-hmm. like, getting, like, being like a situational hitter, like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an approach. It's a mindset. It's like, I truly believe that all these dudes are going, like, Stanton, Judge, Voight, like, who, Gary, all these dudes are going up there. And they're swinging for the fences every time. Like, I, I, no one can convince me otherwise. Because tell it really, like, especially with Gary. I mean, like, my, I it out, like, you know, like it's a, like a <laughs> like if I were a pitcher, you know, facing the Yankees, you know, in a like a let's say second and third or whatever, I would throw them an off-speed pitch in the zone first pitch every time because these dudes are looking for a and are swinging out of their shoes looking for a fastball early in the count. That's what was it? Judge today, like swings at a first pitch, breaking ball, misses it. Dude throws him second pitch fastball right down the middle, doesn't swing at it. Because your approach is fucked. Because you're looking, uh, you're not looking to have an at bat. You're just looking to hit a bomb. You're looking to to get the big flashy Sports Center highlight, and that's it. And, yeah. and it's swinging, waving at three straight changeups. John Carlos Stanton. Oh man, like St- Stanton. Uh, remember, I said he, I think he's gonna have a big year. I already take that back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but really, there's a guy. It's just you know he had two hits, and they were both kind of just like base hits. I think one was like through the shift. Just I mean, they just need to calm the hell down. It's so annoying. They really are swinging for the fences. Like the good news is that we're gonna get into the you know the next series uh, preview later in the show to the end of the show. But they play the Tigers Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then they play the Orioles again, right? And I know it's like, well, the Orioles just beat us. They beat us every time. But, like, look. Those are, like, when you're – if we like, like I, it's funny because, you know, Andrew and I were talking before the show how, you know, pretty you look around the MLB after the first weekend. The Astros are one and three. The Red Sox are one and three. Um, I think the Indians are one and two. The 
it seems like every good team in the AL just lost their first series of the year. So, you know, c- kind of kind of odd. But, I mean, if the Yankees were playing, you know, they had to play like a really good team next series, like I, I would be like genuinely worried because it's like, oh, great. We just got beat by a, you know, tr- quadruple A team. Uh, like, One and five, here we come. Yeah. Like, let's, let's now, now. Oh, great. Now we have to face uh, like, you know, an ace. But no, we're going to get to face the Tigers. So. Should be games that we should win, but you really never know with this team. And that's that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, this that stat they pull up for the, at the game yesterday, well, or at the game today, with I think it was like the they showed the Red Sox record against I think the two worst teams. What was it the they showed the Red Sox and Yankees record against like the worst teams in I think the AL East, like the two worst teams in the AL East last year, and the Red Sox mm-hmm. were like nine games better than the Yankees in that category. I think they were like thirty-two and five, and the Yankees were twenty-three and twelve. And, and that was the, the margin of difference. Like, it, was, it was literally like, oh wow, so you're saying that was the difference between us and the Red Sox last year? They beat shitty teams, and we didn't. Like, kind of like what we said, like the whole season, like, oh wow, like. Look at the Red Sox, like, sweeping this shitty team. Like, w- wish we could do that. Like, oh, look at us splitting two games of two with, you know, a, a really bad team. Like, that was the story of last year. And, hey, look at that. We we just dropped an opening series to a team that lost 115 games last year. So, not ideal. Not ideal. But uh, anything else we want to talk about about this first weekend of the season? Any positive notes? Any happy thoughts we, we have about any of the guys on the Yankees? I mean, I mean, Tanaka looked good, and yeah. and Ottavino is is yeah, disgusting. Ottavino, <laughs> I mean, dude, it, he's the type of dude that like when he comes into pitch, you're just like, all right, if I if you had to go to the bathroom, if you were gonna like get up to like you know make some dinner, like you, you got to sit back up. Like I'm not. Well, I was gonna say you could just get up and be like, I'm not gonna miss anything. These yeah. guys don't stand a chance. I'll come back. We'll be up again. It legitimately looked like he's like looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball. Dude, that back like what was it? He had like that backdoor slider. I think it was in his first or second game. So, Just like Chris Davis, I think, in on opening day, right? Yeah, which you know isn't much of an accomplishment, but n- nevertheless, that that slider is a thing of beauty. Do you um, want to talk about a positive note on a with a slightly, I guess, sad twist to it? Like that Aaron Hicks, once he comes back from injury, will probably be batting leadoff, and Brett Gardner will be doing something else. Yeah, I mean, that's look, that's another. I'm glad you brought that up, G, because that's another thing that you kind of just have to put into perspective is look, man, this team is pretty banged up. And I mean, I'm, look, I'm not saying that, hey, if Aaron Hicks was in the lineup, that they would have won. Like, he probably would have been. He, when the Yankees are playing bad, I feel like Hicks is one of like the main culprits of guys that are just like swinging out of their shoes and not having at bats. But surprisingly, I, I think it's the other way around. I think he's the w- one guy who actually hits well against crappy teams, but struggles against the good teams. No, I'm not saying against like crap. I'm just saying like when the Yankees, like as a team, just aren't hitting well, I feel like he'll just always, you know, have like that one at bat that just makes your head hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about like Gardner, the, one of the few things that he has left is that he can like, you know, work in that bat, but Hicks does that just as well. So, I yeah. I mean, obviously, another guy that's probably not close to coming back, but you know, DD too. I mean, just DD. Like, I didn't think I, I didn't think I'd miss Hicks and DD like this fast, right? Like, I thought, I thought, like, I'm stupid. I'm so stupid, man. Like, I really did look at the schedule at the beginning of the year and say, "Wow, man, we got like nine pretty easy games to open the year." You know, like we should start at least six and three, seven and two, right? 
Welp. And <laughs> he's like, I'm just like, oh wait a minute, it's the Yankees. They don't they don't do good against bad teams. <laughs> they should just start us off with like the Astros and like the Cubs and the Red Sox and the Dodgers next year. Like I would be ha- I'd be very happy with that. We'd probably go like 15 and one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's only been three games, so I, there's stuff to work out of rotation. But like, once Didi comes back, I'm just really interested to see what they do at the infield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. If if <laughs> I mean, Bird doesn't look great. If if he, you know, starts to fall off, he's probably going to get sent back down to AAA, and then there's your your opening. Well, I mean, I guess. Well, you'll have you'll have LeMahieu occupying first base more. That's what I'm saying. Another another thing I wanted to mention. I know he struck out to end the game today, but yeah, Tulo first home run as a Yankee. Nice little short porch shot off of field. Good, good. And then dropped a pretty pretty severe f bomb. When he struck. You guys see that? <laughs> I did not. Right when he struck out to end the game, they 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 panned the camera. Yeah, it's just like it's nah, emphatic. It, like honestly, I didn't I didn't see that because the moment he struck out, I just closed my lap. Like I think my laptop oh. was closed within a second and a half of that game ending of Tulo striking out. Yeah, I was. Oof. It's so like I said this. I said this in Slack. You know. The Yankees do have this about them where it's been like this, I think, the last few years. They always seem to come back. They always seem to fight back. Like I'm not, I'm not saying they always seem to come back as in like win, but they always seem to put up a fight at the end. And I know as a fan, you might say, like, oh, that's infuriating. They, they just give us blue balls, you know? They, they just, like, why can't you just, you know, lose big and just let us, like, stop watching the game? But I, it is a good thing to have as a team to be, like, resilient, you know? Because... I can't tell you how many games, like, I mean, the last two games, they played, like, pretty much played, like, shit all throughout the game, right? But then all of a sudden, in the ninth inning, it's like, hey, we have four base runners all of a sudden when we couldn't get th- uh, four base runners over the last seven innings. But now we have four base runners in the ninth. You know, it's just, they do it all the time, man. It's, like, Andrew, you said, like, hey, when you, like, why can't you guys just play good and not need to come back? But it is it is a good quality to have. That, that, that's Especially after Judge said the whole thing today, like we have to play with a sense of urgency, we have to play with like our backs yeah. up against the wall. Yeah. It's like, well, your backs aren't only up against the wall when it's the ninth inning, you're down three runs. Like yeah. if you're losing three nothing in the first they, inning. They play, they played like they just banged their heads against the wall. That's <laughs> the whole team has like a hero complex where they want to just have this oh, yeah, no. epic heroic moment instead of just doing yeah, they're playing. They're playing hero ball. You know, all trying to hit home runs. All trying to just do it all in one swing. Like, you know, the Red Sox they, went out and just bludgeoned all these teams into the dirt last year, and the Yankees just didn't. Um, here's the thing. You know, you. I already saw on Twitter. You know, all it took was three games, and you see people saying like, "Oh, I'm, I'm glad the Yankees got all these guys instead of uh, signing Manny Machado." And Luis, you touched on it earlier. Like, if the hitting coach is preaching. Get the ball in the air, hit home runs. It's okay if you strike out. Like, do we think Manny Machado or Bryce Harper would have been any different? Like, any free agent we brought in here does the same thing. They they conform to like the mantra of the team. Like, just because a guy does something somewhere else doesn't mean he's gonna be that same player. Like, he's gonna be more along the lines of like a Voight or a Judge. I mean, Bryce Harper hit a pretty monster home run yesterday. So, I, I, you mentioned the point. The point is like <laughs> people are saying like you. What I saw on Twitter was, oh, we need people who make contact rather than people who only swing to the fences. So, like, so because Manny Machado hit 300 basically every year, like, he's going to come up with two men, two men on, one out, and 
hit a double rather than try and swing for the fences like everyone else. But you know what? Like, I don't think that's true. I think he would be swinging the fences just like everyone else in our lineup. I agree. Um, I'm about to debut a, a new segment, boys. It's called Reading Tweets from the Bronx Bomber Ball Mentions. Um, yes. This was after the uh, second. This wasn't even after t- Sunday's game. This was after Saturday's game. Okay, let's see. I'm not going to read the ads, but I'll just read some of the tweets. Second game of the season, and I'm re- re- he said ready, but he meant really. And I'm ready done with Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I get Gary was bad, but okay. D- okay, here we go. D- Bronx Bomber Ball tweets. DJ grounds out to end the sixth. <laughs> Someone replies, we didn't need Machado or Harper, though. <laughs> and like and this same person also said nah don't worry we re-signed Gardner for 10 million who couldn't hit a slow pitch softball (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh man just okay and then uh, the Bronx Longerball tweeted a video you know a gif of Paxton with his 98 mile per hour fastball someone quoted it like in the sixth inning, right? This video is from the first thing. This person quotes this in the sixth inning saying, who cares? Got in a jam in the sixth and couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, we have to specify, like, like we're, we're Yankee fans and we're going to be irrational too, but like, where were the Yankee fans? I think Luigi, you said like that hate other Yankee fans at times just because how irrational some of these people get. And Duhar's plate discipline equals non-existent. That's a good one. Oh, here we go. Here's a tweet. It says, uh, Bronx Farmer Ball tweeted, not sure how long this whole Gardner leadoff thing is going to last. Some guy responds, two games. I have seen enough. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these people do crack me up, though, like with some of their comments. Like some of them are just so good, but most of them are just like, like, because I was tweeting the game yesterday and like I like look like today I was like I was a lot like a lot more mad today than yesterday like you know like Saturday's game it was like all right yeah we lost we played a shitty game but like whatever right but people were even after the first loss were just mad or like saying they're done with Gary and all like it, it was just incredible and obviously you know the the game today was even more brutal so I knew people would be mad but yeah man you you see some you see some funny things in the Browns Marvel mentions man you see. This one here, um, uh, when Gary threw the ball down to second base, it ricocheted off the runner into left field. So we tweeted the the little clip of it, that throw, with the caption, this throwing error was painful to watch. And the first reply was, everything he does is painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, man, people like Munson Twitter hates Gary so much, man. That might, That's their least favorite player by far. It has to be. Him and Stan. Shout out Munson Twitter. We'll never shout out Munson Twitter. Munson <laughs> Twitter is the cancer of Twitter. Uh, well, uh, got, before we get to the uh, preview in the series against Detroit, uh, you know, I, I, like I hate talking about just like you know we're a Yankees podcast. Like I don't like talking about the Red Sox, but it, it you know it is worth noting the Red Sox dropped three or four to Seattle. Um, not a good opening weekend for them. I mean, really. Like, you know, like, I feel like you'd rather have the Red Sox problem because, like, all four of their starters just got ripped. Like, their offense was still there. You know, their bullpen's obviously not good. But, like, you know, when your four starters get ripped and you have a bad bullpen, it's just not going to work out for you. But 
yeah, Red Sox. I think they let up like 34 runs this weekend. So I'm not a great opening weekend for them. Um, so. and, all right, wait, wait, here, here we go. Just, just to get everyone's blood boiling. Coley Harvey just dropped a direct quote from Aaron Boone. Oh post-game. no! Oh no! This is okay. oh my god. A- Aaron Boone was asked why I go with Stephen Tarpley in the eighth. Oh, don't, the quote don't. is: Early in the season, we've got to be able to lean on some other guys in certain situations. When you start bringing in guys late, early, and you're chase, when you're when you start bringing guys late, comma early, and you're chasing, comma you start putting yourself in a bind tomorrow and the next day. Bottom line is. We have a lot of confidence in a lot of layers in our bullpen, and those guys have to be able to get outs. Tonight we got hurt by the long ball with Tarp, but those guys need to be able to get big outs in the medium and low leverage spots, especially early. So being down one run in the eighth inning is a low leverage spot. But the boot is all over the place. I mean, th- there's one. the one correct part of that is that, I mean, he has to be able to get those outs, but, like, that's that's – that's right, but see what the guy can do. Let him, like, this is what, you know, Joe Girardi always did. And you know what? Even Boone did with Holder last year. Like, bring in a guy in the lowest leverage possible situations, let him go, like, four or five clean innings around, and then you kind of uptick his leverage a little bit. And then eventually you're throwing him into the fire. But, like, you don't just be like, oh, this is a big moment here. Let's just see what you got. Oh, shit, you blew up. Oh, we lost. Oh, oops. Like, no. Yeah, literally has like the Yankees have like one of the best bullpens, basically the best bullpen in baseball. And Boone has like his their winning lineup and their losing lineup. Yeah. And even if it's like one run deficit or like a 10 run deficit, it doesn't matter because you know he'll bring in the Tarpleys and the Caneleys and the Sessas, even though Sessa was good today. Like, you know, if they bring in all those guys, they could be losing by one run, and then exactly what happened today. They Extend the lead and it's over with. Yep, that's that's the Aaron Boone way. Um, yeah, n- there's nothing that makes me shudder more than hearing the phrase Boone quotes. That uh, those, oof, man. Oh, but yeah, let's uh, let's uh, never talk about that series again, huh, boys? Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, well, the Yankees continuing their <laughs> their torrid start to 2019 they'll open a series against the tigers starting tomorrow monday um they'll still be at the stadium still be at home the three game set the game times are 6 30 6 30 and four o'clock um the yankees currently currently don't have a scheduled starter for game three but it'll they on espn it has Paxton listed for thursday but i'm not sure about that Wait, who's listed for tomorrow? Uh, for Tuesday, it's Monday. It's Herman. Tuesday, it's Tanaka, and then Wednesday, there's no one listed. But we'll see uh, who gets that start. Who knows? It could be it could be Aaron Boone at this point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so the Detroit Tigers, another team that they went. I think they yeah they split with the Blue Jays four game series went two and two. Um, but look, this is another team that just doesn't have a whole lot of talent. It's a team that. The Yankees should should easily be able to take two out of three from. Um, the Yankees aren't going to be facing the best pitchers this series. Oh, man, I'm I'm just I'm still just so nervous. Like uh, like Andrew, you said you were going to go to the game tomorrow, but now you're not going. Um, don't blame you at all. One, it's, it's going to be cold, very cold. I think it's going to be in the 30s. 
Yeah, and the six thirty start time is is yeah, all sorts of weird. Brutal for brutal for getting out of work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, how like obviously we're not feeling good. Like I shouldn't even ask that. But do you guys think the Yankees are going to bounce back? They face Tyson Ross uh, Monday. I think Jordan's is Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah, Jordan Zimmerman Tuesday. And... Oh, you know, pitched a, set, a perfect game to the seventh inning on opening day, so that's yep. good. Yep, very good. And then they'll face lefty Matthew Boyd on Wednesday. So. I mean, look, if they can't beat Tyson Ross, like, I don't know. Not that I want to be all doom and gloom, but, I mean, they – I mean, come on now. Yeah, but do they even have good numbers against Tyson Ross? Like, I know Matthew Boyd, a couple guys, took him deep last year. But, like, do do many Yankees even have good numbers against him? DJ LeMay, who's 7 of 21, career against him. Uh, Tulowitzki's 5 of 16. Um, that's re- no one else really has like much of a track record against them. You know, Gardner's one for four. Just yeah, just DJ and Troy because he was mostly with the Padres, right? So, so the NL guys. Yeah. And then we have a lot of experience against Stanton. Has not done well against Zimmerman. Seven of thirty-four career. Um, Gardner three of fifteen career against Zimmerman. Um. Yeah. You know, LeMay. Oh, wow. LeMay. Seven of eighteen career versus Zimmerman. That's pretty good. When Zimmerman was with the uh, Nationals and was much better than he was since coming to the AL, but that's just me. Oh, I mean, agreed. But I mean, the guy was. I mean, like Andrew just said, the guy was just lights out for his opening day start. So, uh, you know, still still got in him. Yeah, dude's. You know, good veteran pitcher. Um, what were his numbers last year? Zimmerman, you didn't, yeah, not but, good, yeah, not yeah. good. I mean, he had three bad years, it's been four, eight, seven, six, oh, eight, and four, five, two has been his three ERAs the last three seasons. And he was like 15 games last year or something like that. He would not, the he was his last three records seven and eight in 2018, eight and 13 and 17, and then nine and seven and 16. He paid twenty five million dollars this year and next year. Ooh, he's swimming in it, man. Jeez. Yeah, well, what a finesse job that was. <laughs> you can't even hate it, though, man. You gotta um, respect it. You have to. You have to. Um, man. So it looks like DJ. I mean, look, DJ Lemayhu. I mean, that. I think if you if we had to give an MVP to the Yankees for the first weekend, I think it'd have to be DJ Lemayhu. Between him at the plate, him in the field. I mean, he, like Andrew, you said it. He was silky smooth in the field, man. I mean, it looks really good. He did make that error yesterday, which I mean, we we could blame Bird. Yeah, but... I, mean, I, I was about to say. I mean, look, that's one that it will go down as an error for Lemayhu, but but that's that's just a classic Greg Bird play he should have made. Um. Well, guys, we have uh, anything else that we want to talk about the Tigers more? We have anything else to talk about this? Yeah. Well, here here's what concerns me. The Tigers played four games in Toronto to start the season, and they scored a combined um, six runs in four games. <laughs> <laughs> so the expectations are that they can't hit, and of course they're going to put up like an eight spot on us. At the games. end of one, it is eighteen to nothing. Detroit <laughs> Tigers. Well, the fact that they won two games. Doing that is damn impressive, actually. Well, they got shut out twice, and then they won two nothing on opening day in extras. By the way, so they didn't score the first nine innings. Um, they scored 
Uh, I think one of their young prospects is a two-run home run um, in that game. And then they won today four to three. So not a lot of offense going on. Yeah, the Tigers, I mean, just look at this. Okay, I'm going to have to – like, just look at their off. Look at their depth chart, man. I mean, they have nobody. The only guy that the average baseball fan would know here is, like, Miguel Cabrera and Josh Harrison. And Nick Castellanos. And they, okay, and Nick Castellanos, I'll give you that. But that's yeah, it. I mean, good, that, Castellanos is pretty good. I mean, yes, but uh, it's, this is just a bad lineup. The Tigers had Nico Goodrum hitting cleanup for them today, so yeah, that's right. where they're at. First, okay, the first four games, the Tigers against the Blue Jays went twenty-one of one thirty-five, good for a one fifty-six batting average. Ugh, they let's see, fifty strikeouts and one hundred thirty-five at bats. Mm. Man, I would say Phoenix could get away with bullpenning one of these games, but Boone would probably start with like Tarpley and Sessa and Kinley and all the worst ones. All right, doing good. Okay, so Josh Harrison and Miguel Cabrera had a combined twenty-six at bats. Guess how many hits they had? The whole series? Yeah. Uh, Cabrera has, I think, only one hit. Right? How many? How many did they both have combined? 26. Three, maybe. Yep, you got it. Three hits. Harrison's one for 11. Cabrera's two for 15. Ugh. Gross. And that, that's... Yeah, so, I mean, look, hey, uh, Yankees pitching staff, here you guys go. I mean, jeez. I think the Orioles, like, may have a better lineup than that. Like, I honestly think that, like, it's not that much difference. Who knows? What if the Orioles are just the Rays? Remember how bad we thought the Rays were going to be last year when they won 90 games? What if the Orioles were like that this year? What yeah, if, it was what, an interesting quote from um, AL Champs, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Susan Wallman said on the radio. Station. She's like, you got to beat bad teams before they know they're bad teams. And I thought to myself, like, true. what I, if they end up not being a bad team? <laughs> like, I said on the pod last season, the beginning of the year, like, I was – Watched that Rays team like the first week of the season. I was like, "Wow, the Rays—they're not even going to win 50 games." Like I was convinced of it. And you know, as the season went on, they scratched together wins and they ended up going winning 90 games. And they look pretty good to start the year this year. But yeah, you know, just the Yankees Tigers next series. Man, I mean, I'm worried that it's just going to be an absolutely hard. Oh, I mean, look, if you're if you're not worried as a Yankee fan right now, like not I'm not talking about like worried like in the long term. I'm just talking about in a short term perspective. Like if you're not worried about how that team looks tomorrow night, like you obviously haven't watched this team over the last few years. Like it, it really is scary. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh man, please, like please, like for me, like right now, the main goal for like Monday's game should be just like look. Don't don't fall behind. Like just yeah. please, just like don't put because look, they were in a three nothing hole today before they even got to the plate. Like as an like as an offense, especially when you're just not getting guys home, that's just so like just demoralizing when you're just already down three nothing before you even step to the plate. So, well, you know, I mean, I think I think here, here's the thing: they got to get off to a good start. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, win or lose, the most important thing is that they don't repeat the same crap they pulled the past two days. I mean, like if you lose tomorrow, you're, you're sitting at one and three, like, I mean, whatever that sucks, but I mean, whatever. But if they play like they did today and yesterday again, tomorrow, then it's like, then, then we, when we got a problem and we, we're seeing just, the same like, mistakes and, and ugh, that's bad. Let's just, let's just say like, let's say we win Monday and then Tuesday, right? Let's say Zimmerman throws another gem. 
Mm-hmm. Like you live with that. Like you know, it's like yeah, man, he was on. He was hitting like every corner. He like I almost wish Dylan corner. Bundy would just just let us up today. That that'd be more palatable than the kind of loss we had. Yeah, well, I mean it's Dylan Bundy, so. Right, but but if he went out and threw seven innings, one run, and he was just on, you'd be like, all right, well, uh, this offense kind of needs to wake up. But we didn't leave 12 guys on base and go one for 10 with runs in scoring position. Or with 14 guys on base, right? Oh, I yeah. didn't even include the ninth inning. <laughs> it's annoying, too. It's like you're doing everything right except getting runs in. Because, like, I think Bundy had, like, 92 pitches through three and third, three and two-thirds. So it's like we're working out. We're getting, you know, like, I always love how, like, when we you get a starter out of the game because no matter how good a team's bullpen is, like you have to go into their bullpen in the fourth. Dude, they walked the bases loaded yesterday yeah. in the first inning. Like that's as perfect of a start as you can get, and they did nothing with it. Well, it's because it goes back to what we were talking about before. They they just try and like destroy the ball instead of just getting a hit. Yep, yep. Man, it's well. If it makes us feel any better, Saturday we get that rematch in Baltimore. Half versus Bundy. Yeah, you know, Aaron Judge, they're all licking their chops. Aaron Judge, play with your back against the wall mentality. Game three against the Orioles. You know, they're licking their chops to get down there and right the wrong that happened this weekend. Man, yeah. Um, any, any final thoughts before I uh, close my laptop and never open it again? I just want baseball to be fun. And if I have to watch them play like they did last year, the second half of last year, when, like, it was just so difficult to watch. And I can't watch any more of that. Like, I obviously want them to hit home runs and do fun things, but, like, just beat shitty teams. Like, it's it seems like such a sad thing to have to ask for. You guys remember how fun the Yankees were in 2017? Even when they started struggling in, in the second half? Like they would just like have like a, a carefree energy. You know, they weren't right. grizzled vets. They didn't have the expectations. If they lost, whatever. But you know, you'd get some some surprise starting performances, and you'd have a, a a lineup that was ready to mash and driving runs every game. Like those games were fun. Last year, more more felt like business that we kind of fell short on. And again. Uh, the first three games this year kind of feels like buttoned up. Well, this is like the 2003-2004 era Yankees where it's like, well, they, they've tasted success now, so now they just have to go out and live up to the expectations of a championship, and they're not ready. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so not an ideal start to the 2019 season, but hey, we got 159 to go. We'll be here throughout it. Um there's no, re- you know, that's the thing about baseball. There's no rest. They're back at it tomorrow. Their their next off day is not until Friday. Yeah, they have that off day Friday because it's Baltimore's home opener, so they need that rain out day. So yeah, uh, that'll be it for this episode. We'll probably record again Wednesday, maybe after after the Tiger series. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a series win. That would be nice, right? But for Matt, for Andrew, for G. This was the Bronx Farm Ballad Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.